Well, hello. Um, my name is Lori Martinez. I was born and raised in Orlando. I live in DeLand, Florida, and currently work in Howie in the Hills as a police officer. Very awesome, Lori. Well, first of all, welcome to Paranormal Prowlers podcast. And I, as I tell all my law enforcement friends and family and guests, thank you so much for your service. I I really truly have so much respect for you, ladies and gentlemen out there keeping our streets and world just a little safer. So what you do is amazing. So keep it up. Thank you very much. Oh, absolutely. So Lori, while on duty, something happened that I'm sure stays with you to this very day. I watched your encounter on the TV show Paranormal 911. Uh, but before we get into that, before this encounter happened with you, were you a skeptic? Actually, um, no. I've I had a few incidents happen uh, during my uh, career with the sheriff's office, and luckily, uh, I was raised in an open-minded family uh, from as a you know teenager on, and uh, because half of the family were spiritualists, and that religion believes in um, the continuity of life after Passover. Yeah, no, and that's awesome that you were raised with a family that you know, is open-minded and believed in that stuff. Cause there's some people who are just like dead set against it. Anyways, talk about your first encounter with the paranormal. I know you said it was prior to this encounter that we're going to hear about in a little while, but what about the first one, the introduction to the paranormal? Oh my gosh. Well, I was about, huh, I could go back to where I was even in, uh, in childhood, uh, when I was seven years old and, um, I'm looking out the window before bed, and I noticed across the street, standing uh, on the street corner of a, a park that I grew up across the street from a, a big park in Orlando, and uh, it, it was, there was a man standing there, and he was wearing he was wearing all white. He may have been, gosh, seven, eight feet tall, and he was just standing there, real still. He was staring over in uh, in my direction, and at the time, my grandmother was in the room, and I like grandmothers there's a man standing across the street and he's staring at the house. And I described him to her and she's like, Lori, just go to sleep. It's probably just an angel watching over us. It's okay. Wow. And, you know, yeah, scared little girl. So I'm like, okay, well, I go to sleep. Well, the next morning, the, the, the police knock on the door and um, they explain that someone had gotten shot in, in the park overnight and nothing ever happened in this park. It was a very safe place growing up. That night, someone had gotten shot, and they traced the trajectory of the bullet hole through that window I was looking through, and when it had gone across the room, it lodged itself in uh, the wall on the other side of my bedroom. No way. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Jeez, how scary. Yeah. That's that's quite the introduction. Jeez. <laughs> that's the first time. I would say the first true memory of actually seeing clairvoyant seeing actual spirits. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, when you said that, it just reminded me of when I was a kid and it's not about paranormal, but I, I was living in California and I went into my mom and dad's bedroom and they had this like huge window and there was a hole, a bullet hole right in it. And the glass was still there, but it was completely shattered. And they, I mean, they slept through it and we found the bullet, the, the casing right on the side of their bed. 
And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, living in California, you, you sleep Whoa. through like earthquakes and stuff. But like, I was like, I don't know. I think I'd wake up if I heard like a, you know, a, a bullet going through the window. But yeah, it kind of brought me back to that, which I forgot all about until you just shared your experience. So that's, that's wild how things happen like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that wow. is pretty wild. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's close. Close call. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. So Lori, talk a little about that night. What led to this incident, the one that you shared with on Paranormal 911? And it all started with an ominous call, right? Yeah, this is this was well. Well, you know, usually uh when we work the street, we were patrolling and you know, we just kind of wait for a call to come out for you to respond to. Otherwise, you're doing proactive stuff, you know. So I'm driving around on night shift and uh the sun had just went down. Call comes out that this guy just did a drive-by shooting. And it was actually the wife of the husband that did the drive-by shooting. Backing up a little bit, what had happened was the husband found out that the wife was cheating on him. Oh. And he knew <laughs> he knew where the boyfriend was and that she was with the boyfriend. So he got into their minivan and he drove over there. And he saw them standing in the front of the house. So he rolled down the window and he proceeded to fire a few shots. And then he took off. Wow. And, uh, luckily, everyone had hit the ground and no one got shot. No one got hurt. Thank God. But she called 911 and she knew, yeah, obviously, she knew who it was. It was a husband. She gave a description of the vehicle, uh, the address where they lived, and that he was heading back towards you know, that direction of, of their house and the next city over. So all of us uh, that were on the road in that area, we decided to go and start boloing, you know, looking, be on the lookout, uh, you know, for that vehicle yeah. to try to find this, this shooter. Oh. And yeah, it was pretty intense, but thank God everybody was okay. Right. Well, a few, not, not too long after the call came out, a, uh, the city police actually spot the vehicle and they pulled him over. They conducted a traffic stop. So now that we know where he's at, everyone pretty much starts heading that way. So we can surround the area in case he tries to take off. So while they're talking to him, he's outside the vehicle. He's got the gun in his hand, and they're not. he's not putting it down. He's really upset. Again, this guy's going through all kinds of emotions. He's angry because the wife's cheating on him. He's, he's scared because he doesn't know if he just shot somebody. I mean, you can imagine the emotion and the energy this guy had just, just building up to. Yeah. So while they're talking to him, um, I know the location where they're at. So what I do is I grab a back street that's kind of like comes up behind to where he's at so we can surround him, you know, so he doesn't go anywhere. And so I come up along the back street and he turns and he sees me coming up the road. And as soon as I go to park my car, he puts the gun up to his his bottom of his chin and he's, he's looking at me and he just pulls the trigger oh and he geez. killed himself that is that is heartbreaking and, oh yeah you know yeah. Lori, oh. being in law enforcement i'm sure you've obviously seen many many things that stay with you and every situation is different obviously but have you ever had something like this occur before where someone ends their life before your very eyes. And when this happened, what went through your mind? 
Well, um, I've seen it happen one time before. It was prior to becoming a law enforcement. I was actually, I worked security and drove an armored truck in the Jacksonville area. And I had a guy who was, he was walking down the road and he saw a bunch of cars coming uh, towards him. And he turns and he looks at the line of cars and he literally just steps out, takes a couple steps to his right and, and gets hit by the first car, oh. which is right in front of me. Jeez. The car in front of my armored truck. So he was wanted to end his life that way. It's, it, that was just absolutely horrifying. Of course, I was younger then, but I've seen, you've seen a lot of death whenever you become a law enforcement officer. You go to, you go to a lot of death calls, either natural or suicide. That's the only other time I've seen it happen in front of me. But have I gone to other calls where it had just have, you know, just happened? Yes, absolutely. And the energy that's still there with them is, Almost the same every time. It's regret. You feel a lot of regret in the air. Mm-hmm. And you also still have activity from the residual energy from what they just did to themselves. And in the buildup to that moment, even other deputies have told me they've gone to suicides and there's uh, lights will come off and on in the home in that in that room or they'll start hearing things. And, then it just, and it freaks them out and they have to step out of the house till the end of the unit arrives or just someone else gets there with them because they don't want to go back in the house. I mean, the, weird, the weirdest things happen on calls, a lot of calls. So, I could only so, imagine. Yeah, that's that's horrible. And in this situation with this with this gentleman, I mean, I really feel for the people who get their hearts broken. You know, I mean, there's there's nothing worse than, and this has never happened to me, but very close friends have experienced, you know, their their loved one cheating on them, and how horrible is that? You know? And then like you said, also to add to the mix, he didn't know if he at that point was a murderer, you know, he didn't know that he missed his targets. Mm -hmm. So it is sad that he felt the only thing he could do was end his life. So after this horrible incident happens before your very eyes, you go to your patrol car and what occurs next is quite bizarre. Go into a little detail about this. Yes. Well, obviously, with an incident like this happens and you're out in the open, uh, you have to call out different units. You have to call uh, detectives out. You have to call um, the CSI out because they have to rope off the scene and call the fire department out because they usually, after everything's done and the medical examiner, they come and they pick up the body. The fire department, we needed them to pretty much clean up the area Mm -hmm. that I'm coming across properly. So with all the activity out there uh, because of the scene, it ended up being really late at night before it was all over with. And I was the last unit out there myself in the fire department. So they're cleaning up the road. Then they leave, you know, they wave goodbye and they'll say, oh, we don't see you later. And then they, they pull away. So I'm still parked on the side of the road where it all happened. And I'm working on my report on my computer. And suddenly my computer screen started blinking, hmm. uh, black and then blue, and then it went completely out on me. I was like, oh, great. You know, I, I didn't know what it, what just caused that. And then I noticed that my dome light, that I had my dome light on, so I could see what I was doing, it started blinking, going off and on. And then, <laughs> then my radio started switching channels and it was all white noise. It was like just switching channels constantly. And my dashboard lights were dimming and then brightened up and dimming. And I was like, okay, what is going on? It was it was like a, the craziest scene 
And I was trying to wrap my mind around it, like, what is happening in here? I've never had, I've never had this happen before, especially inside my patrol car. Yeah. And I, my ears started popping. The, it's like the air hmm. and, or the, and inside my car, the cab of my car was just, the pressure was intense. Jeez. Mm-hmm. And then I literally felt this presence, like, suddenly, and it felt like it was behind me. And there was a darkness back there, almost like a, a dark figure type, but I didn't turn around all the way to look, but I could see out of the corner of my eye when I turned my head. Oh. And all this is going on inside my car at one time. Jeez. How creepy. Yeah, that would be creepy. And that's crazy. All those things happening. And like you said, the pressure was different and everything. Like you mentioned earlier, I'm sure you just feel the desperateness and the despair and agony in the air, super thick. So doing what you do, <laughs> it's obvious you can't get back to work with a malfunctioning squad car. How did you get rid of your uninvited guests? Well, I, I knew there was definitely something in there with me because not only did I feel all that happening, you know, within within the cab of my vehicle, but the hair on the back of my neck started standing up, and I'm like, oh, and my and my arms, uh, like at the goosebumps, my hair starts standing up on my arms too, and I'm like, okay, there there is somebody in this car with me. Yeah. And I'm like, um, I I know you're in here with me. I cannot help you. I'm like, what you just did to yourself, I I can't help you. You have to work through this yourself. And I just, you need to um, get out of my car. Right. I I asked him several times, you know, just get out of my car. He wouldn't leave my car. It kept doing that. The 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 instruments on the inside, they just kept going crazy. And it started. You're right. You start questioning yourself. Like, okay, how do I, how do I get him out of my car? You know, how, what do I do? I can't just. He's not physical anymore. I can't just, you know, arrest him. I can do the bad guys and take him somewhere and drop him off at jail. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I started thinking about the moment and almost reliving it with him. Like, okay, he just committed this heinous crime. He's not sure if he just killed someone. He's got all these emotions. He was heading home. We we stopped him from getting to his house. We were a few streets away and we stopped him. Yeah. And it just hit me. You know what? He, he wants to go home. He, he wants to go home. Mm. Maybe that'll work. Luckily, luckily, he wasn't affecting my engine and when and my headlights, my headlights of the car were okay. It was the inside, the direct area where he was at with me, what he was affecting. So I'm like, all right, I'll just try to drive to his house. I had his address here because that's what the wife had given us when the, the call first came out. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to drive to his house. So I put the car in drive. I quickly <laughs> found his road and I was driving down the road and I found the house. I found the numerical to the house. I put my car in park and I'm like, okay, you're home. There it is. There's your house. Uh, get out of my car. Yeah. Just, just get out of my car. And that same moment before I could get the last word out, suddenly my computer, it just pops right back up to where I left off on my report, right where I left off. And my radio went right back to the channel it was on. My light on my dome light, it went back to normal. And my dashboard light stopped blinking. Everything went back to normal. Like nothing ever happened. And I was like, whoa, this is intense. I'm still getting goosebumps right now talking about it. This is 
it mind blowing. I'm like, okay, so that's what he wanted. He wanted to go home. He's gone. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave. So I put my car in drive and I, I got the heck out of there. I just got as far away as I could from that whole scene. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's quite an incredible encounter. I remember when I was watching that particular episode, it just blew me away. I was like, I know I have to have this, this gal on my podcast for sure. So others can hear about it as well. And so I, I know on the episode in your bit at the very end, it shows kind of the light going on and off. And I know sometimes they like, you know, shows add just a little extra things. But when when you did that and you had that conversation with him and your thing started working again, did that happen where like lights were kind of going off and on or, you know, anything like that, like in the house? Well, obviously they were, you know, they were in my car, but no, I, I remember he had a long like sidewalk that led up to his front door mm. and there were night lights on by the door. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't see any blinking or I didn't see anything like that. I was just ready to get out of there. Yeah. So I threw my car and drive and I pretty much kind of sped away. Right. No, <laughs> I, I, I'm out of here. <laughs> Well, I know, excuse me, Flo, I know he's probably still in the house. I I, I, I don't know because I never went back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I could understand why you don't uh, want that slight little attachment again, for sure. So since that, have you encountered anything else paranormal or supernatural while on duty? Oh, Absolutely. Oh, yes. I have turned a lot of Zoom partners into believers, that's for sure. Nice. <laughs> what are some of your most uh, memorable encounters? Well, I do know uh, one of them, during the middle of the day, we had a call come out where a girlfriend had just gotten beaten up by her boyfriend. And mm. my Zoom partner, who at the time would always tell me, you know, I'll try to talk to him about my, my encounters if I did any paranormal investigations for the weekend or anything. Uh, he was like, I don't believe in that stuff. And I, <laughs> you know, that's just a bunch of hooey. And I'm like, okay, well, it's up. Hey, that's your, that's your thing. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to push it with you. So we laugh about it, you know. Well, we had a, that call came out where the girl had gotten beat up by the boyfriend. So him and I both respond to the house and, and she meets us outside. And she's like, he's inside, you know, my boyfriend's inside. We're like, okay, well, stay out here, we'll we'll go get him. Because she, she's just all beat up. I mean, she's a bloody face and everything. So uh, she was in a bad, bad shape. Yeah. So we go inside. Yeah, we go inside the house. And we start from the left. There's a hallway with three doors. So we work ourselves, we work down the hallway. And we get to this one door <clears throat> that leads to a bathroom. And as I opened the door to the bathroom, the wind from the door caught the shower curtain. The way it caught that shower curtain, it was almost like somebody was standing and hiding in the tub. It kind of wrapped around a body, you know, that's standing there. So him and I kind of like step out real quick and we silently motion to each other. Did you see that? And he's like, yeah, I saw that. And I'm like, okay, on the count of three. And I I go with my fingers. I, I hold up my fingers. I go one, two three and then him and I both run into the bathroom we pull the shower curtain to grab the guy and there's nobody there oh creepy oh he was completely creeped out (laughs) he was like what just happened (laughs) I think we just saw a ghost 
And he's like, that was, I don't understand. He, he's trying to wrap his mind around it. What just happened? He can believe what he just saw. Right. Because we saw a person standing behind that shower curtain. We, we both saw it. Like, in the middle of the day. So he had to collect himself so that we could finish searching the house for this guy. And come to find out the guy had ran out the back door, which we caught him uh, later that afternoon. But just that whole fact was uh, that that happened was kind of neat. I thought it was neat. He didn't think it was neat, but, you know, <laughs> he's a believer now. Right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. If that happens in front of you and you're still not a believer, you're like the most hardened of skeptics. And it is neat <laughs> when you do kind of experience people who are skeptics and then something happens and then whether they like it or not, they believe. And so it's neat turning skeptics. And it seems like the the spirit definitely helped turn the skeptic for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how they work. You know, they, it's, their timing it can be impeccable. <laughs> oh yeah, no, absolutely. So you guys, before we finish up, I just want to say for the people listening who want to watch Lori's episode on TV, it's from the TV show Paranormal 911. And it's the seventh episode and it's called Through the Looking Glass. And her story is the first one out of three. And I myself found it on demand. And, you know, I, I, I've really enjoyed that show, Lori. You know, uh, for the people who haven't seen it or heard of it, Paranormal 911, it's about where people have encounters like Lori and who share it. But these people are police officers and paramedics and EMTs and firefighters. And so it's really neat, you know, and most of these happen while they're on duty and on the job. And so just like Lori here. Definitely. I'm just so glad that they, uh, that they, the producers created a show like this because a lot of uh, first responders, we do encounter these things on a daily basis almost. And we just, a lot of us don't talk about it to each other because you ask any of them, they'll, they don't want people to think they're crazy. Yeah. You know, I, they see things even fly across the room where they see, shadow people or they just the craziest calls and but they don't talk about it but this actually is is like a doorway is you know to to open up and and actually get your stories out there because this is really happening out there it's really happening every day absolutely i think it's great that they've done this yeah no i couldn't agree more and the neat thing is is that a lot of the first responders not all of them, but a lot of them are skeptics. And then things like this happen and they're like, wow, holy shit. <laughs> so <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> they're not all like you where you like, you know, experience something at seven years old. But yeah, hey, it's a neat show, guys. So through the looking glass is Lori's episode. And again, she is the first person out of three. So definitely need to check that out. So Lori, thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode. Thank you for having me. I really do appreciate you uh, reaching out to me. And, and uh, if you ever need anything, or you can, you can call me anytime and I'll talk to you. We could. I, I love talking about what happens at work and uh, I might have more stories for you next time I talk to you. Oh. Something happens almost every day. <laughs> yeah, no, I would love that. Yeah, you'll definitely have to be back on sometime. So yeah, you guys. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And again, thank you to Officer Lori Martinez for being on. And if you guys enjoyed today's episode, check out the other ones. They're equally awesome. And subscribe now on iTunes. 
Until then, see you next week. Ha, ha, ha.